This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans and ask about the new craft beer Commonwealth. Well, if podcast episodes were the minimum age of presidential candidates for election in countries like Uruguay or Trinidad or our neighbors to the south, the United States, you'd know that this has to be episode 35 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And Peter's here too, but I don't think he (laughs) heard the intro. Well, I I heard the intro. It's just that like Tyler and Graham kind of said hey at the same time so i yeah, didn't so know you, but you left a pause after that to make it way worse you said just <laughs> gone right in two people two people talking at the same time and then one person waiting you can tell we're we must be recording this remotely because of covid restrictions absolutely we are merry christmas everybody yeah thanks merry christmas too yeah merry you know christmas. i knew that'd be your your intro chris i just knew because i knew the age of presidential oh, candidates so i knew it's getting too obvious had. I think it was that or something about 35 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't. I I learned something already. I didn't know that was the minimum age. Yeah. And actually, I don't know what Biden and Trump are doing. They're three times the minimum age, apparently. But well, what they taught us <laughs> is that there's no max, I guess. Yeah, there's no max. Well, Pete, Pete Buttigieg was smart. He went at 37, just right above the minimum. Just yeah. snuck in there. Yeah. How old was Obama when he won? Anyone know? Probably in his fifties, but who's the youngest well, he, president ever, Peter? He he was born in a different country, though. So that... <laughs> yeah, there's no records. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. He got to pick his age. <laughs> so this is our first uh, COVID Christmas, and how's everyone doing? How how are your families? How is your current lifestyle holding up in this season? Well, pretty good. It doesn't feel too crazy different. I guess uh, it doesn't feel really like Christmas, I guess, like, or it feels less like Christmas than normal. But um, yeah, we've been just keeping busy with a little renovation and get outside and do some skating and yeah, but definitely not seeing people like mm-hmm. I'm used to. Yeah, that's what spent around the dinner table today. Spencer said it doesn't, it's weird that it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. It's hard to believe kind of, and probably the biggest difference is just that we would be out and about with friends and family probably leading up to the day maybe. Yeah. And Peter, um, being the only gentleman here who doesn't have a bunch of people around him all day, how's it going? <laughs> it's, it's a weird Christmas. Like, like in some ways work wise, it's the same. I'm doing the same amount, if not more work. Um, but like normally I'd be like packing right now because I'd, uh, head to the airport right after, uh, um, the Christmas Eve service at church and fly to Michigan and all that stuff. So this will be um, the first time not being in Michigan for, for Christmas. And so that's just a weird. Uh, the first time ever. Yeah. First time ever. So that would wow. be totally different. That's huge. Are there, are there any um, ways for you to apply to have gone or is there just absolutely no way? I could enter the States because I'm a citizen like that been no problem at all. But uh, um, I'm just a temporary resident in Canada. So there's no guarantee that Canada would let me back in. So I, mm-hmm. I decided not mm-hmm. to take the risk this year. Probably a good call. Yeah. I mean, we still could have recorded the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a big deal, though, to not be able to be with your family at all. Yeah. Yeah, it does it does help knowing that like everybody's Christmas is a little bit different and uh um like seeing family is just difficult. And plus even if I did fly to the States, it with all the rules and regulations, I'm like would I have been able to see my family or spend time with them? Like it's yeah, it's just a weird a weird time. It does help that everybody is going through that collective weirdness. Yeah. I do think about that quite often throughout the day and sort of tough moments. I think, well, everyone's doing this. Everyone's got their struggles and it, it does. Yeah. It takes the edge off a little bit. Like we're all doing this together. Yeah. I think the tricky thing is that not everybody is doing it the same. 
Mm. Right. So like, even though we're all in the same, a similar situation with the same rules and, or at least in Alberta here, like Mm -hmm. same rules, same expectations. And, but you look around at what your neighbors are doing or even just people out in public, like you can tell not everyone's taking it in the same way. And that just makes it complicated or frustrating or, Yeah, I just don't think about that, but now I am thinking about it. Thanks. <laughs> I well, we I do like... get a little frustrated at the inconsistencies. Like, I I just wish people would follow the rules, but like I, yeah, I get why. Do you guys think that the majority of people do? Like, like is it a pretty small percentage that just ignore it completely? Yeah, I don't know if anybody's only ignoring it completely. Well, maybe. I don't know anybody who's ignoring it completely. Even the people who are really frustrated with it are still masking up if they're going into a store or mm. I don't know, those kind of things. But yeah. yeah, I'd say it's a pretty small percentage of people who are totally disregarding everything, but I think it's a pretty high percentage of people who are breaking rules. Right. Like of gathering. Like we're not supposed to gather at all. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think there's a pretty high percentage of people who are breaking that rule. Yeah, but I won't Our make you guys are... confess. You can save that for confessions if you guys are. Yeah, we're not snitching in the same house snitches. right now, and I'm just sitting at home by myself. <laughs> sure. So, though they did relax the rules a little bit for people who live on their own, so that's exciting. Yeah, I I read. Is it is this true? You Peter, you can go one place once. I, yep, I can visit one family one time. So yeah, oh, some human Pick, interaction. How do you choose? What's I, crazy I, place that doesn't feed you? Peter the right gets to pick, place. and he doesn't. The person doesn't get a chance chance to say anything about it. He just shows up at your door, and you have to let him. <laughs> no warning. I just show up, and yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, and I'm allowed to see two people. It has to be the same two people, and they have to. If they live with other people, they have to visit my house. Um, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so if you got you a lot of invites for <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> now, We're what was that? <laughs> we need to stop speaking over each other. Come on. <laughs> well, I was trying to make a joke about like which which two of us are you picking to have over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll take a break here, and uh, <laughs> Peter can decide. We'll try to sync up Good our uh, our video feeds here. Yeah, we are wanting to do a Christmas episode. We we have another episode we actually recorded before this, but it's going to come out after this because the the theme and the topic makes no sense to release right now at Christmas time, and you'll know what that means when you listen to it later on. Look for yeah, that. It's kind of like two months late for yeah, right. Well, it could be like a Dickens Christmas episode. It could be. But we'll try and get this one out pretty quick right around Christmas. Um, So that's the episode. We're going to talk about all things Christmas. We're going to learn about the history of Christmas. No, we're not. We're just going to talk about (laughs) movies, um, good gifts, shitty gifts, or crappy gifts. Whoops. Oh, you get to use the beeper. (laughs) uh, But we should probably recommend some things before we do that. Um, You guys all... Got, got things picked? Oh, yes. Sure. There's never a problem with recommendations. You guys are always solid. It's just confessing stuff. You know, that's our that's our problem. It's true. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> here to talk. We're going to work this out. Be right back. All right, in our last episode, which will actually be our next episode, Chris recommended um, the – Chris, did you recommend the Farmer's Market or Craft Beer Commonwealth or both? Uh, no, the Farmer's Market. The Farmer's Market. But um, in the Farmer's Market, there's going to be a new craft brewery called Craft Beer Commonwealth. And I am right now sampling their Landlock Ale, which is the first beer from – from that brewery and it's very good so i recommend you guys check it out when they open i don't think they're open yet for for pints mm. and some of that probably um depends on regulations and things and how that goes but when they open go check it out and if you can find some of their beer in a liquor store or 
any of the central Alberta um, craft breweries, you should try it out. First few sips, very good. Yeah, and the can looks really nice as well. Yes, um, it's black with gold foil kind of features. I don't know how to describe it. It looks very classy. Yeah. Awesome, thanks. Um, Peter, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm recommending a book that I read uh, last week while I was on vacation. It's uh, called The House in the Cerulean Sea uh, by T.J. Klune. It came out um, uh, last January, and it is just a delightful fantasy book, young adult uh, fantasy, and it was one of the funnest books I've read in a long time. It's it's well written, but I was just more like delighted by how fun it was. Um, yeah, it's basically these uh, 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 orphans who are magical beings who are in this orphanage and they're being um, uh, basically like sought out uh, by society to be hurt and they're trying to learn how to fit within society that doesn't like magical beings. And yeah, so it deals with some heavy themes, but it's uh, I laughed quite a bit while reading it. So I highly recommend that book. Yeah, it's got some really high reviews on goodreads.com. Really, really high reviews. Wow. If it had a Rotten Tomatoes score, I would say a 95%. Whoa. 4.52 out of 5 stars on here. Nice. Thank you. Say the title again, uh, Peter. The House in the Cerulean Sea. Cerulean with a C. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll go next. Thanks, Peter. I watched a movie last night that... um, was on Crave, if you guys have Crave. If not, sorry, but it's called um, Dark Waters. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dark Waters, but uh, I think Chris maybe have seen this as well, or no, he's smiling. Well, I've meant to watch it a few times, but I just uh, didn't think it would be good. I wasn't sure, so I'm excited yeah, it, about your recommendation. It's a totally like last minute. We just said, oh, let's watch that. It's got Mark Ruffalo. Um, it reminded me of Spotlight. If you've never seen Spotlight, it's also quite good. It's got him as well, but this one is about um, uh, DuPont, back in the night, well, for decades, were polluting and knowingly polluting um, hmm. the chemical that they used in Teflon. And it's just a true story about this lawyer who kind of goes up against them. And it's really, really good. I mean, it, if you want to get angry, you gotta watch, you'll got to. you be angry. Yeah, sure. right. Um, but really well acted. Tim Robbins, Anne Hathaway. Really awesome movie. And it's very probably. recent? Last year came out. Yeah, okay, and work. actually what I thought you were recommending was the new Kristen Stewart movie, which this is why I was kind of giggling because that's oh. called Underwater. Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> clearly not what you watched. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like Ruffalo. Corp- anti-corporation lawyer thriller, but like really good. And I even got like teary-eyed a couple times. It's really powerful. Um, highly recommend Dark Waters. Dark Waters, not Underwater. Got it. No. I can't speak for that movie. Shoot. Okay. It was an Into the Wild, and that's pretty decent. All right, Chris, what do you got? So mine is also a book. It's an old book that I found on my shelf. I think it must have been a gift from maybe one of you. I don't know. It's called The Crossing by Cormac McCarthy. And I've read a couple of his books. And if you've seen um, No Country for Old Men or The Road, those are kind of two of his maybe more famous. But this is uh, a story about a boy who finds a wolf. And uh, he lives on a farm or a ranch in southern New Mexico. And he realizes the wolf must be from Mexico. So he captures it and takes it back into Mexico. Um, but just, yeah, amazingly well-written and very entertaining uh, story. And I'm not finished. So I don't know if I'm allowed to technically recommend it. But Well, you guys I really gave me a hard time for doing that once. So I think I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> I will finish, but I'm enjoying it so far. The Road is one of those books I can read every year or two and keep going back to. It's a quick read. Yeah. Um, dark is... Dark is all get out. Yeah. Also, he does weird things with punctuation, as you've noticed if you read The Road. The Road's like a giant poem, basically. Never really sure who's talking, but pretty cool. In my YouTube video I made last year with Harvey singing a goofy song, I had him reading The Road in one of the scenes. <laughs> and I wanted to people would pick up on that one person i don't know how i missed it that's fine all right so we have um some good recommendations i was going to try and list them all but i can't remember 
uh, way back when Tyler recommended the beer. Well, he had Commonwealth, Commonwealth yeah. beer. Yeah, beer from Craft Beer Commonwealth. Okay, so hoping Peter would say his too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am failing on all the cues here. I think it's I, the. So can I guess? I think it's the the house in the Cerulean Sea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. I do. I do wonder if people ever listen to our recommendations, though. If it's a book, if they actually read a book. So if you read the house in the Cerulean Sea, let me know. I've I've heard a few people mention that they've they've um, tried things out. I think it. I think yeah. Peter, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the book. If nothing else, I'm gonna read that book. Yeah, so. perfect. Because I want to talk about it with somebody. Yeah, do a little book club. Harmonious Showman book club. All right, we're gonna get into some hardcore Christmas discussions now. So prepare yourselves mentally for this. I'm just pumping myself up right now. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> Should we put this out on Christmas Day as like a treat for everyone? This episode, this ear candy. It's a perfect thing to listen to while you're prepping the turkey or cutting yeah. up potatoes. They might Good forgive meat. us for all the awkward silences if they're like preparing totally. with the food. And <laughs> they don't like, have the rum and Did I miss something there? Yeah. yeah. Turn off the Bing Crosby record. He had some questionable things he did in his life anyway. Just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> He did? I got to hear that story. Well, I mean, most of those crooners were kind of cringy and dark. All right. Okay. Pause. Uh, Well, so much about Christmas is um, memory, I think. The things that you kind of hold fondly about uh, getting together with family or... Sometimes it's things that maybe you experienced in church. One of my fondest Christmas memories is receiving the best Christmas gift ever. I think it was probably in about 1983 or four. I got Optimus Prime, uh, the die-cast metal transformer, the first transformer I ever owned. And one of the first times I ever got exactly what I asked for. And I was too old to believe in Santa, but I was like, this has to be from Santa because my parents never would have got me this. Um, I I think I still have the toy at my parents' house. It's missing an arm and one foot, but boy, did I play the heck out of that toy. Did it come with the trailer? Was it both parts? Yeah. And then inside the trailer was like a little car that ejected. You pushed a little button and it drove off these tracks and it had like a little robot on a crane, kind of like a little drone sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it was such a sweet toy. I wanted that toy. I never got that one. I'm, I'm, you're making me sad. (laughs) <laughs> I think I got a plastic Gift. one years later, but not never the die, never like the die cast metal. Yeah, yeah, they kind of changed transformers from metal to plastic sometime in the nineties, I think. But yeah, wow. Peter and I don't even really know about this toy because we weren't born yet when this was popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I realize that's very true. <laughs> but you've probably seen the Michael Bay adaptations. Yeah, yeah they're horrible. It's like 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. But and that's you, the first one. I'm sure if, like the last one was like 10%. I bet the first one I'd like, I would take money on this that it's over 75%. The first one is probably 57 if I'm honest. We need to figure this out, guys. I bet it was certified fresh because they it wasn't no, terrible. It they was got not. really What would you guess, Peter? 57. It's 58. What? The first one? Yeah, that's egregious. <laughs> wow, that's, Peter, you're crazy at guessing. By you the are way. really good. Well, wow. it's Michael Bay. He doesn't do anything good. Uh, have you seen The Rock? Yeah. Come on, the, the wrestler. No, we're <laughs> bad boys. He does tons of good stuff. They're not like art pieces, but yeah, they're exactly. pieces. They're entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Transformers, the '80s cartoon movie. Is yeah, awesome. It is. And really I often good. put the soundtrack on when I'm playing with the kids because it's just awesome 80s rock singing about Transformers. It's amazing. Hmm. No one cares. All right. Well, uh, it was all just <laughs> built to sell toys, but hey, I loved it. It worked. I actually went to the toy store a few weeks ago to get Harvey a Transformer for Christmas and they just, they all look so cheap and I don't know, they just didn't look as cool. They didn't look the same. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Um, does anyone else have a best present? I, I was thinking about my best present and I, I don't think I have a, like a one best, but my brother did this thing every year where he'd make it harder and harder to unwrap his gift. 
And just one year, I remember he went all out. And the gift was a green hoodie that I still have. So it's, a, it's one of my favorite gifts ever. But he wrapped it in a way that just took me, I think it was hours. He must have <laughs> spent more on rolls of duct tape than he did in the actual hoodie. <laughs> and he used, inexplicably, he used um, weed whacker uh, replacement oh, wow. stuff and tied that around. And That's hard to get through. It was amazing. It was, yeah, it took me forever. It was this giant package at first and I just you know, had to go at it for hours. And But what an experience, you know, what a memory. That's pretty fun. Yeah. So thanks, Mark. I think it was Mark. Maybe even Kurt. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> So memorable. Yeah. So memorable. Well, I, I, this make, I, I'm trying to think about what my best gift would be. And it's it's tricky because if I, like there's some from when I was a kid that, come to mind like a uh, GT snow racer. I remember being pretty excited about that. And uh yeah. Nintendo 64. Nice. Um, yeah. I remember being very excited about that. Um, but I, the reason I, I hesitate or I'm not sure what to say is because I'm sure there's some awesome gifts I've had in recent years, like as an adult that I'm just not as a, like I've become less appreciative or those memories are blurry. I don't know. Like it's, I feel like there's some big gift that like my wife gave me or right. my kids or even like a friend in adult life that I should be thinking of right now, but I can't think of it. So, so what you're saying is this will just be a confession fodder for the next episode. Yeah. Or like <laughs> when somebody reminds you if someone's listening to this and they're like, what? He's not saying that awesome thing I gave him that was wrapped in such an intricate way and like, <laughs> made it a die cast metal. <laughs> right. Like I don't want to at gmail.com so, if you want to. And that's <laughs> yeah. Like none of your kids are born on Christmas just to be sure, right, Ty? None of mine? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a no. Because that would be like a big overlook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah. We're just we're just bitter old men. We don't have joy in our lives anymore. We don't well, form I, new memories. I almost launched into an anti-Christmas rant there, but I stopped myself wow. too, er, too early in the episode, I think, for that. But no, it's better now than never. We'll just be trading niceties here unless you jump into this. No, I, I say later on because I have a rant as well. We should be like ranting oh, together. Oh man, yeah. I can't. I don't know. Unless we want to do it now, don't. don't <laughs> well, I'll stay just, tuned for segment two. I'll just say that, like, I feel like Christmas, like, there's so much pressure even to talk about presents. I feel, and that's that's one of my um, beefs with Christmas is the the pressure around gifts. Hmm. But, yeah. So after after you share that, I'll share my favorite gift <laughs> I received. Uh, <laughs> well, something happy, and joyful. No, no, it actually has like a lot of emotional. Uh, yeah, emotional value tied to it. It was, uh, um, I was probably, oh, how old was I? Like probably eight or nine. My grandma would always give me tons of books and one Christmas. And it was the last Christmas before she uh, passed away. Um, she gave me all the Chronicles of Narnia. That was my first time ever receiving those books. And uh, they're still like my favorites. And uh, the edition that she gave me, I have a couple of editions now, but the edition that she gave me was like this sort of um, 80s looking editions. It's like the covers are just horrible. And I love every little bit of it. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, But those books, oh man, I've, yeah, they've had a lasting impact on my life, uh, um, and it's yeah, definitely probably my favorite Christmas present. Conservative estimate, Peter. How many times have you read them? Would you guess? <sighs> I, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it was over a hundred times. Wow! Oh, wow! It's like I, I read them quite. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, no, you, I you can't I see read. the video, folks, but Peter's crying right now talking about this. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Especially, I also like listen to audio versions too. So if you count that, definitely over 100. Uh, wow. but uh, I, I, yeah, I knock them out quite often and throughout the is year. Is that a Prince Caspian turtleneck you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my least favorite of the books. So, oh, sorry, sorry. Ooh, now he's not. How crying. dare you? 
<laughs> the horse and his boy is the best out of all of them. So that's oh, wow. That's an amazing can I ask you a question? controversial opinion right there. <laughs> um I have a question for you guys because we have this talk a lot, my wife and I, about about gift giving in general, if we want to talk about this for a little bit. But my family was there was not much structure. It's like if you felt like getting someone a gift and you had an idea, you would do it. So oh. quite often you don't get one for everyone. And that could really? lead to some years. Yeah, it, it wasn't really like that. It was especially with the siblings. Like it's like you might get one, you might not. It didn't matter as much. Um, mom, mom and dad would always get us something, but you know, it wasn't very structured. But then Heidi's family, it's always very. It's it's a you know, there's a there's a system, and there's drawing names sometimes, and there's favorite things, all kinds of systems that are all in place. And frankly, I don't really have a lot of patience for for that stuff. Um, and it can lead to some tension at times. Um. So, I mean, we're doing okay though. Don't worry about it. But uh, I wonder about you guys. How do you feel about that? Like, do you do you get swept up in that stuff? Do you enjoy all that, or or not? Well, Chris, how about you first? Yeah. Well, I just saw Tyler was going to say something, so I was sorry. Trying to... um, Shanna has a very specific, like even at the dollar amount she would spend on kids, and then it's less for like our brothers and then it's you know so much for our parents and she kind of sticks to that but she does most of the gift giving and i or gift purchasing so those memes where it's like the dad surprised at what the kids get like there's definitely times like that in our family like oh that's nice who gave you that you did dad oh you're welcome but i you know i really only have to buy for shanna so i always make sure i spend more than i think she spent on me just to be safe (laughs) One thing that Krista and I have started to do in the last few years with, with gifts is we give each other a list that's very specific of what we want, but we give more than we would actually receive. And then the other person just picks a few from that list. So like we know we're getting something from that list. But you're not expecting to get everything. But not everything. Right. So it's like, do you, ha- do, you, do you have to stick to it? Well, that's kind of what we've decided to do because there's times where, and I could, this could be a confession, but I know um, Krista has given me a very heartfelt gift and I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have in the moment or afterwards. So then it's like, so for her, it's a win to get me something that I actually want. And for me, it's more like she appreciates, she's better at the appreciating, I think, than I am. And, uh, but I still like this. I think she also likes this method too because she actually gets what she wants. So like me doing something heartfelt still resulted in some gifts that she had no use for or ended up at the thrift store. So yeah, that's hurtful. So it's kind of like we've, we still do gifts and we enjoy it and it's fun, but we, we kind of know we're getting one of something you want. Things. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Um, but I, I really enjoy like the kids, like having young kids is the gift part is pretty fun. Like, yeah. but at the same time, kind of frustrating. Cause it's like all they think about. Yeah. And so sometimes I, I struggle with like, what are, are we like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want them to be obsessing over things and gifts, but it's fun for me too. So how do you, yeah, I don't know. There's tension. Like, uh, trying to decide what to do with that, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to throw all our presents in the closet and just give up on Christmas right, right now. My kids are just, <laughs> man, it's becoming a big thing. And I just wanted to get it over with. I kind of want to make tomorrow Christmas and just, it's the 23rd right now. I want to just get it over with tomorrow in some ways. My, my dad would purposely on Christmas morning, uh, read through the Christmas story and he would drag it on as long as he could. Um, he would read every old Testament passage <laughs> that could fit into it. Um, and it's, this, uh, he, I think he enjoyed watching us to squirm, uh, wanting to open our presents, but we have to um, watch him read the Bible to us. And uh, the light was dim. So it'd take him even longer to read because he couldn't see the words and uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good tradition to start. <laughs> it's probably why I'm a pastor now. <laughs> yeah. You love the story so much. 
Well, this has been nice so far. Um, a lot of smiles, a lot of good times, um, good memories. But I think there's a just a really dark underbelly to Christmas that we need to take a look at here tonight on the eve of the eve of Christmas. It's Christmas, Adam. Thank you, <laughs> Pastor Peter. Hey, good one. <laughs> we will take a brief break for a musical selection. And then Tyler, something to get off his chest. Right, Tyler? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I'm, I'm kind of getting into the Christmas spirit now. This podcast has really turned me around. Nice. Well, I'm going to go get a gingerbread cookie and we'll come right back. <laughs> All right. Right, so I, I mentioned that I might have some feelings about Christmas and I definitely do. And they're complicated. Like I, <laughs> like I like Christmas so much. Um, like I get all like gushy inside when I think about so many parts of Christmas, like um, just with memories from being a kid and even the traditions I've made with my own kids. But then there's other parts of it that drive me crazy like the just the the consumerism part of it that it's all about gifts and and spending money and doing all these things that you do just because you feel like you need to do them but i also love those things so like i want to not like them but i can't stop myself so that frustrates me about christmas is that i'm i like it so much kind of even though yeah i don't like it like and the other thing is for me and if I want to, oh, I can feel myself. I, I'm thinking of more and more things here, like the eating and like with this uh, being like a COVID year, like that I thought would be like, oh, I'll just run every day and eat really healthy, but still eating old, old habits, right? Like back into like Christmas yeah. stuff, like peanut brittle and all this Christmas stuff that a whole I box love, of toffee. Yeah. But I hate it. <laughs> right. And I can't stop doing it. And then, there's just oh what else is there? Um yeah, the consumerism, the the food. Then and also like I know that there's people who Christmas is a really hard time of year, right? Where like if you don't have the family or you don't have the things that I have that give me the gushy feelings, like I know mm-hmm. that those that exists for people, but I still it's almost like I don't, I can say that, but then I don't do anything about it or care about it because I love the other parts so much. Mm-hmm. So like I'm, it's not that I don't like Christmas. I love it a lot, but part of me wishes I didn't love it so much. Hmm. So what does that mean? I love it a lot too, Tyler. One of the things I always think of like Valentine's Day or Halloween is the commercialization of those things and how they've just become days to buy crap you don't need. I don't know why it, it doesn't really bug me with Christmas because it's like, oh, gift giving is part of the tradition. So for some reason, I don't really get as work, you know, as offended, even though like that has become the only part of Christmas for a lot of people. I understand that. And I don't want my kids to think that. And I was pretty conscious of that when my kids were little. But you're right. Like you said, like it's still a part that I love about it. So it's hard to. But how is it different from those other like what is it that makes it different from Halloween and Valentine's Day for you? Well, maybe this is a way I justify it to myself. But like, if you think like a religious background of Christmas, like there was gift giving that was a part of that celebration, whether you think of Christ as a gift or the gift of the Magi or whatever those things are. Um, Halloween, like how has that become something that we have to spend hundreds of dollars on or you know, it's just become a commercialization of something that doesn't even exist as a holiday in the first place. I feel like it's a stretch to say that the, the extent to which Christmas is right now is based on the gifts of the Magi. Well, yeah, I, you're right. Like it's, it's stretched way beyond that. <laughs> but at least I can see where that where it started from in the first place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Peter, I need your help here. Yeah, somebody <laughs> jump in. Yeah. You know, I, I experienced some of the same 
uh, tensions because like Christmas for me is a holiday that um, is just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just brought a lot of emotional stability to my life. Like it's like, it was that, that constant that I looked forward to every year and it uh yeah, so in one sense, it is like one of my favorite holidays, but there's a whole lot of concerning uh, things I have with how we celebrate it. And one is the consumeristic part. I'm just tired of possessions in general. Like, uh, like I think in generations past, to have uh, material items was a bit harder, and so it meant something more. But we, we just have so much, even like when I look at my house, which I have a feeling compared to some people, I probably don't have as much as others. I just feel like I have too much. And I think we're just a society that is obsessed where we just want to be more and more prosperous with our material possessions. Now, now I'm sounding like Greta Thunberg, but that's like, <laughs> like I like, it's not sustainable and it drives me crazy. And I don't think uh, it's healthy. Um, but the other thing that drives me crazy is more of a, a theological uh, Christian tradition sort of perspective is um, Advent is different than Christmas. And uh, uh, Advent is a time uh, that is a mixture between some joy, but there's also a lot of lament. And uh, uh, it's more of a melancholy part of the season, which I think is healthy like i this extended joy when life isn't always joyful it's like we're trying to live in this alternate reality so christmas has just become this escape from the way life is and when you have christmas without advent it's not equaled out Uh, but with Mm. advent with this lament and waiting and expectation and then you have that joy then then it's a fulfilling season, I think. So I hate that we start celebrating right after American Thanksgiving. Uh, and it's, yeah. So that's my rant. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't like when I get caught up in it when I catch myself. That's, that's what I, I feel like I want to be above it. And I, I recognize the consumerism and the, how it's not sustainable. And I, but then I get caught up in it too. Um, and I, I don't like those moments, but they happen. But I didn't get any of you a gift this year, so thank you. What <laughs> for your restraint? <laughs> I was expecting to get my books back from you. Well, that's that's not going to happen until the new year. Um, <laughs> one thing I saw, you guys maybe saw this as well. It was a really funny SNL sketch last week, making fun of those um, car ads for like buying a car for Christmas. <laughs> I, I should go and watch this because you should. The family that is you know, bizarre. You know, the family goes outside and there's like yeah. a car with a big bow on it. It's like yeah. who, who is going to buy a? But SNL did a really funny sketch where the wife and family gets really mad at the dad, like, "What are you doing? This is so expensive." And Christmas, <laughs> like, you know, it's really funny. Well, they did one last week as well. You probably saw this one too, where it's all the kids talking about the great things they got, and the mom gets a robe. It's like I oh, got a. Transformer, I got a BB gun and I got a, and then the mom's like, and I thank you for my robe. And then they go round after round explaining all the things they got. And all mom got was this house coat that she didn't need. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to shop for moms. Yeah, it is. Um, Well, Peter, I was going to ask you if you thought um, this year was a little different with COVID, if it felt more, if Advent felt more true to the tone and then if Christmas comes as more of a welcome relief, because it feels a little more on point this year to me. Yeah, I found Advent, for me anyway, way more meaningful than any other year. Um, yeah. It's uh, with how messed up everything seems to be. And I feel like I've just dealt with a lot of anxiety this year. And it's just Advent just seems to fit. And it's been um, it's been wonderful actually it's caused a lot of meaningful reflection and uh um yeah it's uh, i've i don't know ever since uh, going to bible college i've been celebrating 
advent or I don't know if celebrating is the term to, to use for that. Um, uh, like we never like really focus on advent or at least the waiting part of it growing up. But this year it, yeah, it was powerful. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll take a little break here, a little pause, and uh, talk about Christmas movies. <laughs> Good gear. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Christmas break is a great time to pop some popcorn, make some tea, curl up in front of a, a good movie. And I think a lot of people have those yearly Christmas movies they like to watch um, year after year. I think if you're a fan of movies and Christmas, you do that. And if you're not, then you don't. But we have movies that we watch. And I thought I'd ask you guys tonight, what is your sort of Christmas time go-to movie? It can be like a Christmas movie, but it could also be a movie you just watch during this season. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a Christmas movie like the santa claus starring tim allen um necessarily that's weirdly um, specific that's not my choice i'll okay. start really quickly my wife and i started watching four or five years ago maybe more um the movie white christmas with um mm. with bing crosby and um i didn't watch it growing up but it's now become my sort of my favorite kind of christmas movie to watch um I don't know, my adult parenting married life, it's kind of like that era's movie, I suppose. You know, it's become the new tradition. Nice. And um, it's a musical, and it's, yeah, we love it. It's great. It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen White Christmas, it's where this movie, or it's where the song White Christmas came came from initially. Hmm. Um, anyway, Chris, how about you? I've never seen it, but um, we watch as a family, me and the boys anyway, watch Lord of the Rings every Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say... That's not actually a Christmas movie. It's just something we do at Christmas time. But my new tradition by myself is going to be to watch Children of Men every Christmas. Yeah. I watched it yesterday. And it came out the same year as The Nativity, which probably a lot of people have seen. But it has a, a storyline that actually fits pretty well with Advent, I would argue. And if you haven't seen Alfonso Cuaron's masterpiece, Children of Men, highly recommended. And it works at Christmas Actually, I'm recommending an R-rated movie, so I have to be careful about this, but it's very good if you haven't seen it. There's some of those amazing sort of long tracking shots that like yeah. one single shot that goes on for on and on. Yeah. yeah. But it's really a movie about hope and faith and uh, promise. It's pretty cool. It's a good movie. Um, both, your, both those movies are not really christmas movies okay like, so i like home alone and elf okay. <laughs> which i watch as we wanted thank which you i watch so much christmas. to ask <laughs> but here's do you actually like those movies i love home alone and i love elf elf, yeah. elf is hilarious i mean if you don't well, laugh when he gets hit by the car you're not you're like not yeah. breathing well i know peter's shaking his head because he doesn't like will ferrell but i <laughs> that's fine like it's okay you don't shanna doesn't either I, and she likes elf like Elf is probably like with my kids, we've been watching some Christmas movies and I'm trying to think of for like selfishly, like what movie can I handle to watch with them? And like Elf is one where it's like, I could sit and actually like make it yeah. through the movie with them and kind of like it, but I've seen it too many times and it, it can't right. be like my Christmas movie. Cause it's, I'm sick of it and it's, it's okay. got to be funny parts. Are they old enough um, to watch home alone? No, not yet. But like, and oh. I, I, part of me is, well, I don't know, maybe they are, but I have, I mean, I have a three-year-old who, and a five-year-old yeah. who will obsess over people breaking into our house if we watch that. But yeah, right. Um, Like I'm kind of excited to watch that with them because it gives me an, oh, there's another Christmas movie that I won't hate watching with my kids. Right. But I don't think it's a good movie. It's just like, a, as far as Christmas movies go, it's like, it's watchable because i liked it as a kid so i'll watch it again and not hate it or i get okay but like i don't think there's really here's i'll just come out and say it i don't really think there's any good christmas movies Whew. amen so, what, like, what do you, <laughs> like there are some what do you that, call what like, do you call a christmas movie first of all like it just happens wow. during christmas no like both the movies you meant i haven't seen um uh White Christmas is kind of a... I haven't seen classic. any of the ones you guys recommended. So like White Christmas, haven't seen. 
Well, Lord of the Rings, I have seen, but and I've it's watched that around Christmas yeah. time, and and I like those movies. But um, okay, it's yeah, a like, wonderful so like, life. Ninety four percent Rotten Tomatoes. Miracle Thirty right. Fourth Street. Ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Holiday Inn. One hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. The Grinch okay. cartoon. Nightmare Before Christmas. Ninety five. I mean, but there's good movies. Maybe it's because it they touch on the parts of crit like the. Maybe it's because I have these feelings about Christmas inside of me, like this tension between love hate relationship with Christmas that I have the same thing with the movies. Yeah. yeah. We're like, um, cause there is a, Oh, it's a Christmas story. I don't know what that would have on. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's like 89. I'm just looking right now. 89%. Like that's another one that I've seen a few times. My parents used to always make me watch, uh, um, it's a beautiful life. Yeah. Right. Like that's probably a good movie too. Wonderful life. 94. Or a wonderful life. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just I like when when someone says what Christmas like the other night, Krista and I were thinking about watching a Christmas movie. I there's just none I really want to watch. Like we watch The Office, the Christmas episodes of The Office, yeah. seasons one and two. Like that's. Yeah. Hey, have you seen Queen Latifah's movie The Last Holiday? <laughs> the last. I'm not holiday? even kidding. Give it a chance as a Christmas movie. Well, I almost watched Four Christmases. Yeah. The Last Holiday is better. You know, no. Batman Returns is technically a Christmas movie. Yeah, so is Gremlins. <laughs> How is Gremlins a Christmas movie? <laughs> I don't know. Does he get it for Christmas? Maybe we should just we should expand here and just let's just say a Christmas movie is what you watch this time of year, and Lord of the Rings right. is sure. totally valid. Okay. Like that's what you watch. Then. Doesn't have to have a Santa Claus character like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. It can be <laughs> just something you. The watch. thing is, now that you said that, I want to watch that one. I think, I think I think I've seen that one once when I was like a teenager, and now I'm yeah. intrigued. I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, the, Tim Allen, well, big Trump fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Lord of the Rings. Oh, I try not to show like my opinions about about Trump, and I just made a groan. So now I feel horrible. But anyway, well, and you thought about it afterwards, so it made it really <laughs> obvious. The, the Lord of the Rings. My family would go to the theaters on Christmas Day to watch it when it came out the theaters. And so I do think of The Lord of the Rings as Christmas movies. And uh, um, I watch them at this time every year, along with Harry Potter, um, along with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But I don't really like that movie so much. Um, And yeah, but Christmas movies. Oh, I also watch Die Hard. I actually do think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, Love that one. And that's rated pretty high too. Um, yeah. So, but what, what really, do you think it's rated, Peter? What, what would you say? Die Hard is probably an eighty-three. Okay, it's ninety-four. Oh. Ninety-four. Wow. Yeah. Now I don't think we were recording, but the movie that I guessed earlier, I I did get that right. So we need to. Oh, we were. That's on. That's on. That's recorded. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. As long as I'm glad you're not too worried about it, though. <laughs> now you're on record twice as having said that. <laughs> oh, dang it! But, I've never done this, but I, I would love one of these years to do. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, before I forget to do like the extended edition trilogy in like a day, like just back to back oh, to back. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. We usually do it over three days, but that would be a lot of TV. Yeah, I guess it would be. I I can't wait till my kids are old enough to enjoy that with me. Like right now, they're um, I think Herschel's kind of pushing for the. I think I mentioned on the podcast getting the uh, Harry Potter illustrated um, first yeah. novel, and he's kind of pushing to keep reading it, which is really exciting me. But I, Lord of the Rings, like, yeah, I I would love to watch all those movies every Christmas, but just the time commitment is, is yeah, tricky, especially if I'm watching it by myself. Um. But this year I'm trying to read, I, like uh, read the books. That's my plan. So I just started uh, Fellowship of the Ring. and cool. But I'm already starting to think like as soon as I finish that one, I'm just going to watch the movies. So, oh. But we'll see. I might, we'll see how it, how it goes. I just, I'm too excited to watch the movies again. If you need to borrow the adventures of Tom Bombadil from me, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I think I have it too, so. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not in the movie, so you need the books to actually. Yeah, right. yeah I was furious really about out. that. Well, that'll be another podcast episode, I think. But Did you storm even... out of the theater, Peter? Uh, 
Almost, but no, no. It's, <laughs> they do make a Tom Bombadil reference in the Two Towers, though, and I was happy about that. So, yeah. speaking of Peter Jackson movies, have you guys seen the trailer for the new Beatles movie that he's putting together? No, no. He had there's like sixty hours of archival footage of them recording their last album, and he got it all. And he's splicing it all together and making a documentary. It looks pretty cool. Oh wow! If you're a Beatles fan, yeah. well, I still need to watch his documentary on World War One. Like I've heard, it's a groundbreaking film. Yeah, we, and, we watched it. Uh, yeah. I think on Crave, it was fantastic. Really, really, really. Which good. movie is that? Um, they will not be forgotten. I think is what it's called. Yeah, something like that. Is yeah. it kind of the animated one? No, they they took old footage and they did all kinds of amazing things mm-hmm. to it and colorized it and made this. Uh, you know, basically, it looks almost modern. It's it's unbelievable what they did. Mm-hmm. I if I had to guess that that's a ninety seven or ninety eight, maybe even a hundred. Well, you guys talk for a sec while I look it up. <laughs> Peter, now just a question about your skills with Rotten Tomatoes. Have you read over like every rating or do you just have a sense of what critics would like? I have a sense what they like. It's like I do go on the website a couple times a week, but it's not like I remember the ratings of every movie. It's That'd be crazy. So could somebody like explain like the premise of a movie that you haven't heard of and you would be like, um, I bet it's like a 53. If they told me the director, then yes. Uh, Often you can make a good guess for the director. About running, running from Rome or run from Rome. <laughs> directed by Peter Jackson. <laughs> if, if it was directed by Peter Jackson, I would go with it. But that I'll sounds more like Rome. a Quentin Tarantino movie. So... Um, by the way, I got the name wrong, and I should actually clarify because it's a great movie. It's called "They Shall Not Grow Old," mm. and it's a ninety-nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! Um, and it's on Netflix, and you should go watch it. Maybe and not it's a, a great Christmas movie, Christmas. but it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some dark what stuff is, in there too. Like, what know, is a Christmas movie? I, we used to watch Ben Hur every year as when I was a kid as for a Christmas movie. I thought that was an Easter movie. It is an Easter movie, but we'd watch it at Christmas. If you have a second I, to email harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com, just email your Christmas movie. Just tell us what you watch. No judgment I, here. I did watch a Christmas TV show the other day that I feel somewhat guilty about. Well, is that it's your confession a, for later or is it right the now? The Bachelorette's first Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, the Dash and Lily on Netflix. I'm like, why am I watching this? But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So, well, I've never know. heard of it. All right. Um, well, I think we've exhausted the topic here, everybody. Um, <laughs> but let's just all agree that White Christmas is awesome. Okay. Okay. Right, whatever. Has anyone else seen this? Or just I've never it? seen it. <laughs> okay. Hi, do you want to come talk about White Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) So for this segment, we're going to do a sort of speed question round. Uh, So we'll just ask a quick question and hopefully get quick answers. Uh, from everybody though we're all a bit long-winded tonight so we'll see how how that goes uh so i'll I'll begin what is your favorite christmas food okay i'm ready it's the stuffing and gravy mine's this uh cookie that my mom makes it's like a chocolate cookie with icing in the middle and candy cane stuck to it Hmm. i don't know what to call it Sorry, I got you off. We we would have like a quiche a lot of mornings, Christmas morning, and I just I always look forward to the quiche. So, how about yours, Peter? We would have a ham with a dark cherry sauce on top. Whoa. Nice. Okay, I'll go next. What's your favorite Christmas carol? I wanted that question. Uh, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like the Jingle Bells, Bing Crosby uh, version. Wow. Not really carols, but okay. Peter, how about you? <laughs> okay, Silent Night. Well, yeah, what's the most melancholy of the Christmas No, it can be carols? just be a song. Probably <laughs> O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That is a good one. I'll go with that. Uh, mine's O Holy Night, sung by just about anybody, Katie Lang in particular. Okay, my new one is O Holy Night. 
<laughs> that one is way better. <laughs> All right, here's mine. And this, because you guys took the two that I wanted to ask. So yes. this one might take a little bit more thinking. Uh, favorite Christmas episode of a sitcom? Like which, which sitcom has the best Christmas episode? Mine is Seinfeld. The Festivus episode? Festi- like Festivus episode. Yeah, that is really good. Shoot. You're not you're supposed to let us answer first. Oh, I thought it would just give you a little bit more time. Sure. Oh, right. Um Nathan for you. Is there a what? Christmas episode? There yeah, there's a Santa and he he hires a mall Santa and it's <laughs> hilarity ensues. Nathan for you. There's a really funny Cosby show uh Christmas episode. That has something to do with a mall Santa too, I think. It's been a while. Peter doesn't watch TV, so he's got... <laughs> I I have nothing. I'm trying to think, okay. is there a Parks and Rec Christmas episode? If there is, I'll go with that. Okay. Yeah, probably is. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Good answer. Okay, and I'll end with, um, what's your personal favorite Christmas tradition? Oh, Sinterklaas, like on uh, December 5th, scaring the the crap out of my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, candlelight singing, which I don't think we can do this year, at the Christmas Eve services. I like waking up super early on Christmas morning and seeing all my mom's Christmas decorations all around the house. Mm -hmm. My favorite is probably the after lunch on Christmas Day, just that like super deep lull, quiet, relaxing time where kids are pretty spent and I just have some tea, put on some music and sit in a chair for a little bit. Yeah. And play with your new Lego. And my new Lego. I can't wait. Yeah. That or the presents. I like presents too. So. Yeah. It's a top humorism. (laughs) <laughs> um okay cool rapid fire is done are there yeah. any closing thoughts on christmas before we do little confessions did you say closing thoughts or clothing thoughts <laughs> I, I... I actually kind of meant both <laughs> <laughs> i hope i get a hoodie clothing and closing thoughts crew neck sweater mm. i want more socks oh socks are good how old were you when that switched? The yeah, that's a good age, question. Right? I would say like 26. Hmm. Yeah, later, like post, like uh, as soon as I was done university. Mm-hmm. Actually, for like, me, it was super early on. We would have family <laughs> friends that would... We, we would have family friends that would visit, and they would they were this old couple, and they'd give us socks every year. And it was our favorite thing. So even Peter, since a little kid. Like the only five-year-old who's like stoked yeah. about your socks. <laughs> I got socks and a cardigan. Awesome. <laughs> I I was a strange five-year-old. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, do you guys have confessions tonight? Well, I kind of always do. I have nothing to confess. Well, let's take two minutes. You can think of something. <laughs> <laughs> let's cue the music. Well, on our 35th episode of Harmonious Gentlemen, we're carrying on a tradition of confessing things that lay heavy on our hearts or maybe we're just embarrassed about. Sometimes it could be a pet peeve. Mine is maybe all three because this week I had a realization of the age that I'm starting to approach. I'm almost 43. And uh, this week I went out to my in-law's farm to grab some firewood. We thought it would be nice just to have some wood ready to sit around and do outdoor fires in the winter. And I chopped down two uh, old aged poplars, which were nice and dry, cut them up with a chainsaw, loaded them up into a truck, brought them home, and then chopped all the wood. Um, And then my back went out. And the confession is that I was like in a frozen state of basically not being able to move for a whole day because (laughs) I thought I was more manly and nimble than I really am. So I did chop all the wood and I'm glad I stacked all under my deck, but I think it was all the cold air in a light shirt bending over and stacking that really did me in. 
Are you sure you weren't just really tired? No, I was tired too, but it was like <laughs> a frozen back. Oh, man. So my age is catching up to me, I guess. So I'm a, that's a pet peeve and a confession and a sore spot. Yeah. I mean, that could happen to anyone. Yeah, 40s or not it could but 50s 60s it could happen to anyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Um, yeah i still uh chop down trees and chop wood all day and i have no problem you see well just wait (laughs) give it 10 years (laughs) um I'll, i'll be quick with my confession i just we were talking about how it's you know this time of year it's nice to have a maybe a drink in the evenings or something and um one night i wanted some we didn't really have anything in the house, but a little bit of vodka. So I thought I'd just have some vodka. But then I had nothing to mix with the vodka. And drinking vodka by itself is not really something I want to do. <laughs> uh, and so I looked everywhere. And eventually I found um, my son's Halloween candy that was still sitting up in a shelf. And there was a juice box that he's been saving for a long time. <laughs> Like apple, apple juice, fruit punch stuff. Whoa. And, um, I didn't think twice. I just grabbed it and uh, splashed it on in there with some lemon. Nice. Disgusting. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a it weird apple vodka. It was the worst. An apple teeny. So not only was it terrible tasting, but it was also guilt. Um, made me feel really guilty. So, Do you think the guilt affected the taste? Oh, most definitely it did. Yes. <laughs> yes, most definitely it did. Um, and I was trying to watch The Wire at the same time, and I was struggling to follow The Wire, but also struggling to finish my drink. It wasn't the best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, can someone else go now? <laughs> well, I recently watched a show called The Queen's Gambit, which is a pretty decent show and a lot about chess, competitive chess playing. And... My brother-in-law actually emailed me recently to start playing chess with him online. So like chess has been on my mind a bit. And I mentioned to Krista earlier when we were watching the show that um, that if someone wanted to play chess with me, I think I would be excited about it, but really nervous about like just the pressure because it's such a um, indication of your intelligence or like how smart you are. Like if I... So when my brother-in-law asked me to play him, um, I was pretty excited on one hand, but also really nervous that I'm just going to lose and because I'm competitive. So my confession is sometimes I'm too competitive. And also when I start losing, like I am losing, I'm in a game with him right now and I'm losing pretty badly. And my instinct is now just to give up and like say, like never, like I'm just the stakes are too high. I'm just not going to play this game anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't want to be that anymore. So I'm confessing that to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish the game. Um, even if I lose, like I'm going to, and then I'm going to play him again and I'm going to try to get better. So um, I'm going to confess to you that my instinct sometimes isn't to persevere. It's to give up when things get hard, especially mm-hmm. in a game um, like chess. That doesn't really matter. But the other confession is I've been playing quite a bit throughout the podcast. <laughs> that's awesome know, but he awesome. made a mistake recently so i've been waiting on my next move because i think You're i can actually turn it. the tides a little bit but it might be bait just be careful yeah yeah i hear you though man like i've been there where i don't even kind of i don't even want to play a certain game because i just know i'll get competitive like i just don't even want to go there yeah like, and that's kind of what it was with this it's like I like being competitive, but like, it's almost like the stakes are too high. Like if I lose, I'm going to feel yeah, not smart. And if I beat him, I'm going to feel superior intellectually and neither very good. Wow. Okay. It's quite the game you got going. Yeah. yeah. You well, guys I'm glad you on for this tonight. At least I'm glad you showed up for the podcast. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Your screen was on the whole time. <laughs> we were watching. Yeah. Um, Anyone else have a confession? I guess my confession is uh, I've always had really strange snacking habits. Uh, Like uh, I eat olives on a nonstop basis. Like that's my biggest snack. But I've developed a new snack that I've really enjoyed lately. And this is probably my strangest one. 
is I like to take a, a jar of peanut butter and just take a spoon and just eat straight peanut butter. It is my favorite <laughs> thing lately. So I don't, I'm guessing that's strange. I'm guessing nobody else just eats my straight sister, peanut butter. My sister did that growing up. Shanna oh, still does that. <laughs> no, Shanna does that all the time. Okay, so Crunchy. it's not that strange then. I just thought Crunchy it was or smooth. Uh, lately, it's been smooth. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> How is that the weird part? <laughs> that's not too bad. I think I think if you ate a whole jar a night and you confess something like that, but uh, whatever. I mean, I mean, okay. I, was, I was waiting for you to uh, like dip something like interesting in the peanut butter, but just a spoon. That's fine. No, no, I haven't mixed the olives and peanut butter, so I that think would be weird. Yeah, yeah. And normally the olives I get are garlic stuffed olives. So that's oh, nice. Yummy. We're doing a Christmas Eve platter tomorrow night. And I think I had picked up some of those. So I'm excited. Tyler, how's your game going? Well, I said I'm waiting on my next move because oh, I think I have to actually put some, uh, my full brain power into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, that was fun. Um, really nice doing a, a close to Christmas episode. We will definitely have to get together early in the new year. Um, maybe a, a 2020 in review podcast. I don't want to be one of those podcasts or, or things that like just bat that just says, Oh, 2020 good riddance. Like everyone says that we can talk about it. We can talk about struggles, but do you, do you, do you understand? Like, do you hear me? Like, I feel like it's like all I see now is like 2020 the yeah. worst year ever. Okay. I think it reminded me of a funny video I'm going to share with you, but it's not safe for the podcast. <laughs> what, is, what is really, but it's basically, that's the sentiment. Yeah. It's like you're not being you're not being creative if that's like what you're creating right now. But no, still lots of good things that happen. Yeah, like episode thirty-five of the Harmonious Gentleman. Um, Big deal. Thanks for streaming live, you guys. Uh, any thoughts to close? I mean, I hope you guys have a good Christmas. Yeah, you too. Yeah, Mary. I was thinking if you wanted to like email the show and just congratulate us on our thirty-fifth episode and/or tell us your favorite Christmas movie. Christmas yeah. dish, Christmas carol, yeah, etc. We're all ears. Uh, Harmonious gentleman at gmail.com. And that would be your gift to us. It sure would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that's all we're getting. But I also handed out some stickers this week to a oh, few cool. different guys. Yeah. I was kind oh, of excited good, to, good do to know that. you're hanging out with people. That's awesome. So, no, it was in a public <laughs> sphere. I just happened to have them in my car. Cool. Not the people, I, the stickers. I haven't been handing out stickers, but I put one on my phone, so that's exciting. Oh, cool! Nice, nice. I also Ooh. you can, I customized mine. Oh, you did we all put it on our phone? Graham, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's on the back of my laptop that I'm currently using, though. Okay, that counts. Okay, well, I think we're done. Hey, Chris can start planning his um, intro for thirty-six, and um, I got some ideas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all. And to all Merry a good Christmas. time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to play ball with me in these uh, these closing segments here. Like, it's just... I was frozen. I refused to. No. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. Merry Christmas. <laughs>